with 2020 being the start of a new decade, isn't it seriously time you started your own podcast? When I started podcasting over 12 years ago, it was incredibly hard and difficult to produce, and honestly, I don't know how I've done it for so long. The good news is that Anchor is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs with recording, editing tools, and production tools. Best of all, it's 100% free and easy to use. And now, Anchor can help you monetize your podcast with ads, just like this one. So what are you waiting for, folks? Start off the decade right with a new podcast hosted by Anchor and get started today for free by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year, and I'm looking forward to hearing your podcast. Well, welcome to the Whitfield Report Thursday edition, ladies and gentlemen. How the hell are ya? I hope you're doing well as we're recording this on Wednesday night, even though you're listening to this on uh, Thursday. How about that? As always, thanks to the uh, great Chip Miller for our uh, audio theme there. Uh, video will be coming soon, folks. I am, uh, you know, working on that when I can, but, uh, I have a lot to, uh, you know, do these days, IRL, in real life. Um, and for those of you who didn't catch the, uh, the audio, I guess the birthday podcast for whatever reason, um... I mentioned at the end of the episode that because of my uh, schedule this semester for school, I, uh, I'm going to have to pre-record the, uh, the Thursday podcast on Wednesday or something, you know, possibly even Tuesday some days, um, you know, but don't worry, you'll still be getting the Thursday podcast on Thursday around, you know, 4 p.m. Eastern or, you know, or whenever... I release them on Thursday, uh, probably, you know, in the afternoon, generally, is when I release them. But, um, at any rate, folks, uh, speaking of the birthday podcast, holy crap, um, thank you so very much for your, uh, you know, generous, generous, uh, you know, support and feedback on that show, um, the outpouring of just, you know, overwhelmingly positive feedback I got was surprise, surprising to say the least, you know, and as I mentioned on that show, I wasn't really planning on, 
you know, doing the, you know, the podcast that I wound up doing, you know, very out it very uh, autobiographical, I guess, in a sense, you know, in fact, like, I tried avoiding that, you know, for a number of years, almost, because, you know, like, at first, when I, you know, when I first started in podcasting, like, I didn't want, you know, anyone to know really about my disability for a couple reasons, you know, uh, first and foremost, like, I didn't want to be that guy, you know, that was known by, for that, uh, you know, second of all, uh, and this increasingly became, like, you know, more and more prevalent as Occupy Wall Street, like, became a thing, and now Antifa, you know, I didn't want to become, like, a, I didn't want them knowing that I was physically disabled to use as, like, a, you know, target, but then, you know, when, when I met Glenn Beck and, you know, that whole thing happened, you know, in the show's history as well, uh, you know, Cat got let, let out of the bag there. And then, you know, when Instagram came out, you know, and friends started tagging, oh, you know, another thing. You know, it was going to happen eventually. It did when I was a senior in high school. But even then, like, I never really felt compelled to you know, talk about really what happened to me on the show, you know, or like living life with a disability, just because, like I said, that's not really, I mean, yeah, I mean, the disability certainly affects me and having um, cerebral palsy, you know, obviously affects me in a myriad of ways, but it's not my identity, so to speak, you know, contrary to what, you know, contrary to what the left would, you know, like you to think, what the hard left would, you know, like, like you to think, they obsess over that, you know, identity crap, and, you know, that's, that's why I became kind of like a, a conservative, you know, like a conservatarian, I guess, you know, because, I'm not all about that, as I explained on the Saturday show. Um, anyway, though, like I said, folks, just thank you for the, you know, outpouring of um, support and just, you know, the, the feedback that I've gotten on the episode. Um, you know, it really touched me. Um tremendously, you know, obviously, there were a couple of trolls, you know, who were saying that, you know, I pulled that card, you know, to remain relevant or whatnot, but, nah, you know, let, let them say what they will, you know, you guys that tune in and want me, you, you guys know why you were, you were there, and you guys know the truth, so, um, just thank you, once again for everything and I really appreciate it. Um tonight's episode is kind of going to be a mishmash of um you know everything. A lot of you guys like when I kind of freestyle um on on the podcast. And uh I, I generally try to do that um whenever I can, 
just in general on the podcast. Uh, obviously, um, you know, when I cover so like serious news and politics, I need articles or I need audio clips. But I do like to riff um, somewhat. The reason why I bring that up is I do want to talk a little politics tonight, folks, but I want to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to approach it from a little bit of a different way, and I'll explain what I mean. A lot of you guys have asked me to cover, um, you know, some election stuff with the Democrat, you know, primary and whatnot, you know, in the election and the impeachment and all that stuff. And I have a little bit, but to be honest, folks, like I, I've got to be honest like, all of this election stuff and the impeachment stuff, it, it, it's, a lot of it is too much noise. Even for me, you know, who, like, reads politics and, and whatnot, it's too much noise even for me to process. Uh, you know, and I'm some of a semi, like, retired uh, who am I kidding? I mean, I still am a political junkie, but, like, you know what I mean? Even those of us, you know, and my friend Jason, I, I, I know I bring him up a lot, but he's the best point of reference I have for this type of, you know, stuff since he was in the trenches with me back in the day, so to speak. You know, I know that even though he's, he's still very well read. I know, and we we talk, and we both agree that, like, even, even all of this, you know, shit is crazy, um, and I'm, I, and I further bring that up to say that, like, I'm not the only one that, like, has noticed that either. I will give away one of my trade secrets, and say that, like, one of my, I guess, tricks, one of the things that I guess has made the show so successful, you know, in all the years that I've been doing it, is I really have always tried my best to, like, go out there and, like, talk with my fellow, you know, peers, whether they be you know, at the time, high school students or, you know, college students and 20-somethings now, you know, and kind of get, like, a general pulse for what, like, you know, for what people are thinking. And, uh, you know, generally, I have to say, folks, the, the feedback that I've been getting from people, like, on all this political stuff really since like 2016, it's been really unbelievable. And I, I did kind of start to mention this a bit on Saturday's show, but I guess I'll further it a bit. There's this kind of uh, restructuring, if you will, um, of kind of how just like your average ordinary person like views stuff um 
I can tell you this. If we want to gauge whether or not the right or the left is winning the culture war, I would say generally the right is actually from like my perspective, but hold on. There's kind of like an asterisk there. When I say the right, like I'm not talking like the far right wing is winning the culture war. Like it's not like a, you know, it's not like people are suddenly like flocking to the Republicans, you know, in like, you know, conservatism, like Ronald Reagan, all that stuff. But the left has gotten to to the point now where they've completely shot their load, so to speak, um, with political correctness so much, and, they, and they've they've so over, um, you know, indulged themselves, and social justice has literally, like, you know, ruined so much. Like, ordinary people who, you know, are usually, like, apathetic towards, like, politics and all the, you know, all the PC stuff, like, people who usually don't like Trump, who are kind of moderate, now the left has gone, like, so insane that, like, even, like, a lot of, you know, liberals I know from, like, you know, just a year ago are like, look, man, I'm, I'm voting for Trump now because... Like, this shit from the far left has gotten, like, too... It's gotten too insane. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's only an, an, an indicator. Um, another indicator that is, like, really kind of surprising to me, and this is actually kind of funny, but, um, you know, Alex Jones used to be, like, a, a widely, like, controversial figure, right? Um, those of you who go back to the Whitfield analysis in those days with me know that I absolutely used to despise and hate Alex Jones when he was doing the whole 9-11 truth, like, you know, fear-mongering crap. And a lot of people did, um, because, it, you know, it was silly, it was nonsensical. Um, but then, like, around 2016, uh, 2015, something happened, I think that was when, when like, Alex went through the, through the, uh, divorce, I think, you know, this, I think the Sandhook stuff had, you know, maybe gotten out of control too at that point, uh, but Alex kind of went back to, like, his libertarian roots or whatever and started talking at, like, Americana and liberty and, uh, you know, whatnot, like, the stuff that he, I guess, used to talk at, like, way back in the early, early days of his, of his radio show in Texas in the 90s, like, pre-9-11, 11 pre-conspiracy stuff, like, he went back to his roots, 
essentially. The reason I bring in, you know, so, and then he went on, like, Joe Rogan. And, uh, like, that was actually when I really started to like him because uh, he went on Rogan and, like, revealed that he had, like, a, you know, a sense of humor about a lot of stuff and that he was a guy who you could joke around, you know, and, like, he, you know, made fun of himself, you know, and he, he embraced the fact that he essentially became a meme. And I, I bring that up because, like, I was... Um, I was at my school today and, uh, for my college and I was, um, you know, talking with someone and I told him like, yeah, I, you know, I do a podcast and, uh, you know, I told him a bit about the show and, uh, I mentioned, you know, of course that, you know, I always get the question, do you have anyone, have you ever had anyone famous on? And of course, whenever, you know, I get that question, you know, Ben Shapiro always pops up as the answer. In fact, like, you know, people have started to meme me almost for that. Uh, you know, hey, Sam, have you heard, have you heard of this guy named Ben Shapiro? Like, that's what people always meme me, you know, as saying on the internet or, you know, or something like that. Um, but anyway, so I bring that up to this one kid and he's like, dude, I would totally love it if you had Alex Jones on the show. Like, that would be really cool. And like, you know, this kid was like your, I don't know, like typical college kid and you know like just in Florida I guess or like he didn't look political you know he was just like he was just a dude hanging out and he was like and I asked him I'm like how do you know about Alex Jones and he's like he's like J he's like JRE in the internet bro the, the guy's hilarious like I, I I have to admit he says some crazy shit but like he's right on half of it and he's just kind of funny you know and it and so it goes back to you know Alex Jones talking Americana and like I don't have a clip of this but he, you know the the Virginia rally happened the other day and um Monday I guess and uh there were lots of people you know uh, saying don't go out there because the deep state was going to, uh, you know, kind of false flag the thing. And I guess like there were people saying that the deep state had white supremacists, you know, like staging, you know, on there and whatnot. Um, but nothing happened, nothing happened. And, uh, there's a clip out there that I think is really cool. I wish I could, you know, play it. Um, it's probably gotten pulled off YouTube by now because, you know, YouTube censors anything with Alex Jones on it. Un, you know, unfortunately, that's a whole... I, I wrote a whole column about that on my website about um, that. But um, the clip I did see of Alex was... He, he was talking, like, you know, yeah. You know, the, the, the hard left, the deep state that, you know, they tried to pit each 
us against one another. They had, you know, neo-Nazis and, you know, fake, like, you know, Antifa people, like, lined up and ready to, you know, cause chaos. But this was a very peaceful assembly. Like, no one got, got out of line and gave them, you know, a chance. Like, it was just, like, you know, not, it was, you know, nonpartisan, just God-loving Americans, like, standing up for their uh, rights, and I, I love it. And, uh, like, he said it with a lot more, I guess, pizzazz and, you know, Alex Jones style, but that was essentially his, his message. And, you know, folks, like, I've got to tell you, like, the fact that people are getting sick and tired of this politically correct you know, BS, and that they're finally waking up after roughly a, a, a decade. Uh, I have to tell you, it's one of the most uh, rewarding things, if not the rewarding, if not the most rewarding thing that I've encou- encountered. You know, and it took like a, it took like a, a really damn long time. And, um, you know, I, 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 obviously I know there were pitfalls, sure, you know, with the alt-right and, and Antifa coming into existence. This is the other thing, too. I wrote a long time ago on, on one of my old blogs, and I, I think I might have reposted it on, like, you know, the sandwichfield.com. I'll have to check. But a long time ago, I, I think I said on the Whitfield analysis that political correctness and you know pop culture and politics is like a pendulum. Uh, you know, sometimes it will swing to the far, far left, and sometimes it will swing to the far, far, far right, and then it will be kind of like perfectly in the middle again for a, for a bit, you know. And as I said, in two that from two thousand eight to you know two thousand twelve, really, we had you know Obama just you know nudging that uh, pendulum to the far far left, you know, to the point where it got like jammed up there and got stuck up there. Well. What happens when a pendulum gets jammed? It builds up energy, and it builds up energy, and then when someone finally releases it, it, like, swings really far to the opposite side, and it swings to the right, and, like, that's what Trump did. He and, he and, he and jammed it, and when he, when he did that, we kind of went into the, uh, you know, like, the far right extreme, and, you know, for a little bit with, like, you know, the neo-Nazis started popping up everywhere and the alt-right and, you know, Richard Spencer and all of these, like, intellectual, you know, like, you know, neo-Nazi LARPing types, you know, and whatnot. Like, they showed up and part of that was also the left, like, trying to create, like, a false boogeyman to make us, you know, libertarians and, like, conservatives and conservatarians all look bad. You know, that was certainly a big part of the plot, too. But, you know, I digress. You know, um, there was that. Now, like I said, the left 
has kind of overshot their hand with uh, political correctness. The, um, you know, the alt-right is more or less finished on it. On its own, and they they destroy themselves. Uh, that's also one of the really funny things, as kind of uh, you know, come about this. Um, I believe it was like on the View, like you know, last week or something. Um, so for those of you who don't know, not that it really matters, but uh, Richard Spencer, Mister. My European heritage uh, is so important. Um, he he decided to uh, boycott Trump and uh, turn against Trump because he was one of those idiots that thought that Trump was going to start World War Three and that we were going to be bombing the shit of Ira- out of Iran like, you know... Tomorrow or something, or something like that. So he jumps off the Trump train, so to speak. Not that he was ever really on the Trump train, because no one with a brain in our movement really, you know, ever invited him. Like he was never on there, but it was just kind of like the guy running behind, like barely keeping up with the train and saying like. Hey, look at me, I'm still like, well, he finally got off the train, so to speak, on his own accord, and, like, turned against Trump now. And The View fucking uh, clapped for, uh, you know, the fact that Richard Spencer, like, dumped... Drumpf. Like, and, and, and what I mean by that is, like, they weren't, you know, it didn't redeem Trump in their eyes. No, 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 no. There were, there were people on the left who were happy that Richard Spencer dropped Trump, and they somehow made it seem like Richard Spencer, like, gained some moral upper hand or something. I mean, can you imagine a world where Trump is worse than a guy who has, you know, who like has literally talked obsessively about ethnostates for years and years and years? It's bizarre. Like, the left used to try and, like, you know, pin uh, Richard Spencer, you know, and Trump together in, like, these really, like, bizarre, like, you know, like, yarns of web or, you know, balls of yarn. Like, like they would just, you know, like, try to connect... Um, Trump and Spencer, like, in whatever way they could, you know, and same thing with, like, you know, all the other kind of quasi-neo-Nazis out there, you know, and, like, ethno-state people. And, like, now that they're kind of all off the Trump train, like, the left is now cheering them. Uh, It's bizarre. 
to speak. And it's, you know, again, it it's shit like that along with the left, you know, just going like absolutely, you know, hand over, uh, you know, fist on Me Too and like, you know, transgender everything and, you know, 57,000 genders and all that stuff. Like all of their stuff is just turning people off. And I don't even so much think that it's that we are like successfully winning people over. I think, I just think that the left is like pissing everyone off and like, we're ever just talking like normal stuff, right? And so people are just like naturally gravitating towards like liberty minded people. And like, it's not even like a left versus right thing anymore. Like, people are just finally starting to wake up and it's awesome. You know, and, like, while the left is insane, you know, uh, the far left, like, let me just say that there are some, you know, wackos, like, on the, you know, on the far right, too. Um, You know, like, obviously, I spent the last year, you know, talking Owen Benjamin, and obviously, LARPed as a conservative, then, you know, went on... He basically went through, like, every iteration before, like, basically, you know, reverting back to, like, full uh, leftist, which is, I guess, kind of where he's quasi-out now with his whole cult. But anyway, uh, you know, I've talked enough about that guy. Um, Then there's, like... uh, Then there's, like, Nick Fuentes, who, who, by the way, like... People have, uh, have, like, asked me, and I, I was only to bring it up at the time because, honestly, like, I didn't want to talk about it. I, I was burned out on all the e-drama. But, like, for what it's worth, you know, folks, like, I don't think anyone really, you know, cares about the fact that he, like, hung out with, like, a cat guy and maybe, like, gay or something I don't know, and I don't care. I don't think people really have an issue with that so much as they do the so much as they do the fact that like this was like Mister like you know Christian like you know new wave Christian bro like ultra trad wife you know like you know start a family bruh, uh, you know. Homosexuality is, you know, like, it was just the whole kind of, like, I wonder if he was all right, although he did say some, like, questionable all right things, but just his whole gimmick of, like, you know, trad bro stuff and, like, you know, like, edgy boy, griper stuff, like, that whole thing was just bizarre, um... And, you know, like, to put it bluntly, like, he and Owen Benjamin, and granted, you know, a couple other voices out there, like, there's a certain percentage of, like, people on the far left out there who are, like, you know, crazy LGBT, you know, like, we want 50,000 genders, we want gay marriage, we want you know, transgender, we want trans children, 
Like, they want everything extreme, like, on the far, far, you know, like, left end of the the social spectrum, right? Then you have, like, these, like, super moralistic, like, Christian, like, far-right... I wouldn't even say call them conservatives because I don't think Christian conservatives fall into this category. But, you know, there's they're essentially like moral nihilists on the left, right? And then there are there are what I like to call morality fags, uh, you know, on the right. Where they just like, you know, where they constantly like try and shove like extreme morality in your face for like you know, the sake of saving, like, Western civilization. And the ironic thing is, like, these two groups, like, see each other everywhere, right? Like, if you talk to, like, you know, a far, far leftist, they're always like, there are neo-Nazis everywhere. And white supremacy is at, like, an all-time high in this country, and it's never been this bad before. Right then, you talk to like someone who was su- who was like super super red pilled, you know, to the point where like they've taken the whole fucking bottle, and they're just like, guys, they're literally like rapists, gay, tranny, you know, pedophiles, fucking everywhere, and you know we've we've got to we've got to burn the whole thing down, like. We need people to, like, get married at, like, a, you know, young age and, like, have, like, you know, as many babies as we can because the, the globalists and the, and the, I, and the small hats, as, as Owen Benjamin likes to call them, they're just destroying everything, right? So, like, there are two fringe groups out there, right, that, like, constantly see each other, and they're constantly buying for people's, like, attention, and the rest of us here are, like, um, you know, eh, you know, if you're a consensual adult, you know, do whatever you want with your life as long as you're not hurting anyone, anyone. kids are a big no-no, I'm, you know, like, I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. I don't think we've gone that far down the rap hole, you know, yet, and hopefully we never will. Um, it's not something I worry about. You know, like, like I said, there are two sides of the, uh, you know, coin. Like, and, and the other thing is, like, I don't like, you know, the whole, like, you know, ultra, ultra pro, like, transgender thing, right? Like, when it becomes extreme and we need, like, 50,000, you know, genders. Like, I think that's ridiculous and gross. But equally, what's disgusting and gross is, like, these no-fap extremists, right? Uh, You know, the the no-wanks. And, and look, if, if you're into no wanks and it, like, does something for you, good on you. Um... But, like, you know, for those who, like, fall as, like, a kind of, like, a cult and, and like, a religious, you know, like, revival, it's weird. 
And what I'm about to say is probably like extremely crass and this will probably be the only time I say something like this on the show. Although I, I know that my audience will love it. I know that there's a percentage of you out there who will, who will love this. But I, I, think, I think we can all agree that there's a fine line between, you know, like weirdo, tranny people, and no fap, you know, weirdos. And it's just kind of like, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're like an adult and, you know, you're in control if, if you, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to crank one out, if you feel the, if you feel the need to, you know, jerk off to clear it, to, uh, clear your, clear your head as Joe Rogan, you know, made, made that joke. If you've, if you've got jerk off, jerk off to clear your head clear ahead. It's not going to kill you. Uh, it's especially not going to kill you if you, uh, look at Miss March, uh, 2011, Amanda Cerny, who is, uh, Colby Smolder's, uh, doppelganger from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Sam, do you, uh, read Playboy? And why is that, and why? There's the internet now. Your, uh, your references are super dated, man. Yeah, I know, but I still like classy broads. And Playboy is, uh, minute for, you know, Playboy is, like, nothing compared to what's out there on the web now. Uh, that's all another podcast for another time, though. Um, anywho... Um, yeah, I mean, so getting back to the topic and there's a far, you know, there's a line definitely between the moral fags and the moral nihilists. And I think the vast majority of us like are pretty, you know, solid in that line, you know, between the two extremes. But I think also more and more of us are coming kind of to, you know, towards, celebrating Americana again and making America great again. You know, and and like, I know what people are going to say. Well, Sam, you live in Florida, which is pretty damn red, you know, to begin with. And, you know, yeah, folks, like I realize that that's the case. And, you know, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I am being influenced, you know, by a right, you know, kind of like, you know, spear more or less. But I guarantee you that like even in you know, like Pennsylvania, you know, where my friend, uh, Sean and Alex from Versa Media live, you know, or like Jason out in Connecticut, you know, or like, damn it, even, even, fuck, even Jimmy in like London, you know, is like, uh, finding people who are like, you know, normal and seeing through all this, you know, BS. Um, you just can't let either uh, either of the two extremes um, get to you, folks. You just really can't. So that's my ultimate message uh, for tonight. Now, um, I haven't done a review in quite a while. Uh, um, so I'm not going to go into, uh, you know, too much in-depth. But I do want to recommend, folks, that if you haven't already... Um, I recently started rewatching uh, 
Louis C.K.'s stand-up, um, or n- not his stand-up series, but his old FX show, right? I had some birthday money, and, uh, you know, I still have some birthday money. I haven't blown it all on uh, booze and hot women yet. Um, but um, I did go back and buy a few seasons of uh, Louis' show on FX. I believe I have, like, all of them now. I think they're actually pre- pretty, like, reasonably priced on uh, iTunes now, which is good. Uh, I forgot how brilliant that show is, folks. It's really hard to uh, describe if you've never seen it, but it's like, it's Louis' life, like, kind of fictionalized, but, like, in a series of skits. It's not quite like Seinfeld, but, like, it kind of is. It's just one of those things that, like, you have to, like, watch to, uh, you know, really, like, like, see what it is, and it's brilliant, ladies and gentlemen. It really is, um, and it's funny as hell, too. Um, you know, and like I've said before, uh, I did a whole episode, you know, titled Will Lucy K Come Back to Comedy? Like, Louis is not the example of, like, you know, someone who is, like, pretty far on the left, like, compared to what I believe, but, you know, he's funny. He's politically incorrect. I love him. He's, his comedy has made me laugh, you know, since I was, like, in high school when I discovered his comedy. I have all of his specials, and I know he will return, folks, and I am eagerly uh, anticipating that, and I am eagerly, uh, you know, anticipating the shrieks of horror from the radicals, uh, the shrieks of, uh, you know, horror and, and uh, terror from, uh, you know, radical feminists everywhere. Um, so anyway, that's my recommendation. As far as music, folks, um you know, folks, it's not really going to be really any surprise. I've been on a pretty uh, big uh, rush kick, more so than usual. I listen to I listen to Rush a few times a week anyway, but uh, especially with the passing of Neil Peart. Uh, specifically, I can't play a song, obviously, but um, check out the uh, track from the uh, Signals album. If you haven't listened to that album in a while, go back and listen to it. But more specifically, check out uh, the song Digital Digital Man when you uh, get the chance. Oh my God, folks. I, I listened to that song like specifically. Like I listened to the whole album. Um, you know, like from beginning to end, which is amazing. But when that song came on, like, that really caught my ear for, like, some reason specifically this time. So I went back and, like, listened to it, you know, again, like, specifically after the whole album was done. And, oh, my God, that is a terrific, terrific song. Uh, and I just found out that, I guess, The Police, which, as you guys know, is probably, like, one of my all-time favorite, you know, bands next to The Who... Also, yeah, it helped influence, you know, that song, Digital Man. And, like, Neil Peart was inspired to write that after a collaboration with Stuart Copeland, another uh, fantastic drummer who I deeply admire. 
and who also has a very, you know, keen sense of humor, kind of like I do. Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, so those are my, are, are my uh, recommendations for the uh, week. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much for, uh, you know, listening to this podcast. 40, uh, you know, 45 minutes almost is in the bag. We uh, made it to 43. Pretty good still. Um, anyway, folks, I want to thank you uh so very much for listening to the podcast wherever you've been listening to this in the past present future hour if you're on uh spotify or itunes or apple podcasts and you can leave a uh five star rating and review i deeply encourage you to uh do so and please continue uh you know telling your friends and family about the podcast it really helps me out And ladies and gentlemen from all of us here at NGC Studios, have a uh, good day or good evening wherever you are. God bless and God save this great nation. God freedom legacy in that order and I will see you on Saturday evening. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast i really really appreciate that Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated, even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast. I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.